Flashlight? Check. Tool belt? Check. Attitude? Check. He's going in. Joe Suture. Well, there's a restaurant in Duluth that's uh, in big trouble with the club. <sighs> Uncle Louie's Cafe. Oh, you know, Uncle Louie's, huh? Yeah. How can it go wrong? Well, I can tell you. Okay. Uh, the owners had uh, announced that they would be hosting Fox and Friends on Thursday for their morning news segment. Uh, sure. The president's coming to town. We got the, the big uh, anchors are in town. Uh, there were people that were congratulating us, and then there were some people who were angry, said Matt Berthium, the general manager of the cafe. There were some regulars who came in and now don't want to eat here anymore, which is unfortunate. I, I tell them this. Here you go. Berthium said hosting the morning news segment is an attempt to increase exposure for the restaurant. Instead, the simple business decision turned their Facebook page into a brouhaha of invective. Coinciding with President Trump's visit to Duluth today, the network called the local eatery last week, hoping to broadcast from the restaurant the day after the rally. Berthium said he thinks his mother and Uncle Louie's owner, Deborah Strop, didn't fully realize how some people would perceive the decision. My mom's apolitical. She just wants to feed people, Berthium said. She just wants people to come in. It's great exposure for our restaurant, which I can't blame her for. Right. If it wasn't us, they'd... Get some other restaurant. Berthium and Strop wanted to grow their restaurant's brand, but instead have spent much of the past few days in damage control. Isn't that something? I think it's I think it's horrible. It's not even something. It's horrible. The way people treat each other. In one instance, Berthium said he messaged a man who was saying rude things to people, including his step-grandmother, who was supporting the restaurant online. That's the worst part. People just assume. He said, no one asked questions like, hey, what's up? Or are you supporting this? No, he's experiencing the full clout of the club, isn't he? Right. The Kathy Griffin wing of the club, the Peter Fonda wing. New London Cafe is also hosting a program from Fox News on Wednesday and experienced backlash on social media as well. I personally might show up at one of those events just to see what it's like, said Mike Mayu. I've been to Uncle Louie's before and I enjoy my breakfast there, but it's really interesting when an organization shows who they choose to partner with. Oh, you pompous They're fool. not partnering you with them. You pompous word I can't say, Mayu. You pompous word I can't say. Mayu is a member of Forward Coalition, which represents groups opposing Trump. While he said the coalition doesn't have an official stance on the controversy, they have discussed it at meetings, beside, but decided to focus on the president's visit to Duluth. I think some people might, might not patronize it, while some people want to go to it more, he said. Fox and Friends will broadcast from Uncle Louie's from 5 to 8 a.m. tomorrow. Berthium doesn't know how the logistics of the broadcast from the location. Doesn't know how the broadcast. Only the crews will start setting up early in the morning. While he expects protests, Berthium said he doesn't anticipate anything worse, like damage to the restaurant. The people in Duluth are great. Even if they don't like it, they won't turn to that. I hope it doesn't get to that point, he said. We're just hoping people understand we're doing this for business. We're not supporting anyone or anything in any way. The club got to him. Oh, it's very interesting to see. It's like the it's like the uh, the chick it's a Chick Fil A thing all over again. What are you doing now? I'm looking at Forward Coalition. They announced rallies and marches around Trump's visit up in Duluth. Hmm. They um, uh, they say uh, Katie 
Humphrey, the Duluth DFL chair, says some rallies and marches she and a few others have planned are not to spread hatred for President Donald Trump no. upon his arrival in Duluth. <laughs> She's full of baloney. They're they're there to. Well, go ahead and protest. Everybody, you know, any president comes to town, somebody's going to protest. But we're way beyond that point. We're now (laughs) witnessing the center not holding. We're now witnessing the demands that you must adhere to a certain orthodoxy, no matter if you're on the right or the left. And the orthodoxy on the left says Fox and Friends is evil, therefore the restaurant that serves them food is evil. It's mom and pop shop. I got listeners who tune in and say... Uh, it's just you support separating the children from their parents. Well, she'd be a member of the left club, but I there's members of the right club who get angry with me because I don't support the separation of families and and uh, and loyal listeners. I've been reading their emails. Yeah, but I'm glad you. I have loyal listeners telling me that what Lewandowski did on CNN was fake. No, it wasn't. I watched it. I watched the video. Told about a 10-year-old autistic child. He went, wah, wah, wah. He's a foul creep. He's a human turd. (laughs) What did Chris Pratt say? Don't be a turd. Don't be a turd. Don't be If you're strong, use it to protect people. If you're smart, use it to enhance. It's It's just a sad, this is terrible what's happening. We need more grace. No, we're not going to get it from a professor at uh, Northeastern University in uh, Boston. (laughs) What do you got? What do you got out east? Well, the university in Boston is distancing itself from a feminist professor who wrote a controversial column uh, in an op-ed for the Washington Post, Susanna... Danuto Walters, sociology professor and women's gender and sexuality studies program director. Well, there's why the academy's failing right there. The hell job are you going to get with that degree? <laughs> uh, said women have every right to hate men. Uh, we should hate men. No, no. And the university is now, they don't know what the hell to do because they have no balls. The university has more Thank than a thousand right. faculty members whose viewpoints span the entire spectrum University spokesperson Shannon Nargi said, consistent with our unwavering commitment to academic freedom, the opinions of an individual professor do not reflect the views of the university or its leadership. Northeastern is committed to fostering an environment in which controversial ideas can be discussed, debated, and challenged. Hating men is not a controversial idea. It's a, it's a pathology. It's, it's, uh, it's an illness. I saw a picture of this gal. <laughs> so men, the feminist wrote, if you would like us not to hate you, pledge to vote for feminist women only. Don't run for office. Don't be in charge of anything. Stay away from power and we'll stop hating you. So you can only vote for feminist women. Mm-hmm. Not the best candidate. The no, one just, who's got it the has best. to be a feminist woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. I have voted for women. Uh, Haven't I? I don't know. I oh, wait a minute. Well, no, I don't I, have a. I, no, not my choice for, was Betty McCollum. I no, haven't voted I have for not him. voted for Betty McCollum. Uh, this wasn't the first time Walters has attacked a group of people based on their identity. The College Fix pointed out that while Walters demands people elect women for public office, she told the campus newspaper it should never endorse a Republican woman. So see you. 
She's even got it more narrowed down. It has to be a progressive leftist feminist woman. Why, why, why would her course be possibly worth anything to a reasonable young person? Why, why would her courses be worth anything? Having a Carly Farina or, heaven forbid, a Sarah Palin in the White House would set all women back because their agendas are firmly and unequivocally anti-feminist, she said. Okay, good for you. Who's on line one, fellas? Paul? Hi, Joe. Hi. Today is kind of a background to all this. You know, these Latin American countries, they're, they're kind of depopulating, aren't they? I have no idea. Well, I... I saw in the news recently that uh, Honduras, for example, nearly a quarter to a third of their population has moved to the U.S. I know that sounds like a lot, but I only know what the media tells me, and that's what they're telling me. That's, that's like 100 million Americans leaving the country. Right, but there aren't 100 million Hondurans. No, there's quite a few left, right. I, I imagine. So right. just right. a little background. All right, thank you. I have no idea. That's a, we don't know that. Who's this, please, on Kelly. line two? Kelly. Kelly? Hey, Joe. Hi. Hi. I um. It, what was the name of that restaurant up in Duluth that's getting, Uncle, getting bullied? Uncle Louis. Uncle Louis. Okay. I might have to stop by. I'm on my way to Duluth right now. Can I just point this out? It's really sad that these organizations like that Forward Coalition is going after these small businesses mm-hmm. that are employing people up in the northern part of our state, but... I don't remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, when President Obama came and spent two days in Minnesota towards the end of his term, I don't remember there being organized protests against Matt, Matt's Bar in South Minneapolis or the Grand Ole Creamery, who I've been to since then, who has a very nice picture of the president in their, in their establishment. I don't remember any of that going on. Well, that's because and, nothing went on. Right. So all they're doing when Forward Coalition and other organizations do this is they're just saying, well, it's okay then when we have a Democrat president to go and do this. Mm-hmm. And that's not right. It's not right on either side to do that. So I, it's just, I am with you, Joe and Rook and, and Chris. It's really frustrating to see this on both sides yep. because it's really hard to teach my kids then when we go into Grand Ole Creamery Hey, there's the president. He was here. Oh, remember when we went to Matt's bar? We sat in the booth that President Obama sat in as well. Mm-hmm. It's hard to to do that when there's this kind of pressure and protest against small businesses. It's crazy. Well, it sounds like you're doing what you should be doing, so I wouldn't worry about it. Your kids will be fine. Yeah, well, but when they're hearing this all over the place in the, in the media and the news and, and everywhere, it's, it's hard to, you have to constantly combat it with, hey, that's not right. If President Obama was coming to town and we had a chance to go see him, we would have gone. Yep. Kelly, yeah. thank you. Good luck. Hey, thanks, Joe. Thank you. Uh, we have to take a break. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Write this down, rookie. Got it. Capital B. Yep. Y-D-G-O-S-Z-C-Z. Hello, Joe, Rook, and the rest of the gang. Well, winter is going to be upon us soon as a 21st are in 
What's that word? It's, po- this is a, it's Polish. Bedoshish? 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 Bedoshish. That's the best I can do. Bedoshish. Bedoshish. It's the 21st year in Bedoshish, Poland. We have seven hours between sunset and sunrise tomorrow, so it works out to about six hours of dark and 18 hours of daylight. Lately, we don't even see it dark because we are asleep when it is light and the light wakes us up in the morning. It's pretty cool. Good luck. David in Poland. Ah. So another podcast listener in in Bidgosic. In Bidgosic, I think. I Bid, might not do justice. Bidgosic. I should have some do a little Mikulski name research, huh? Yeah. Since he's over there. How much money do we owe? I need a four. I, I got to return to mayoral duties here. Okay. The spindle. Uh, uh, Pat writes, I was hoping you could help me out with the 48-hour ruling. I have had a ruling from you a few years back in which I added a fifth Harley to my motorcycle collection. Mm. In that request, my wife was away on a business trip, and I was wondering if I could start the 48 hours before she arrived home from her trip. You had ruled at that time that, of course, the time had to start after she returned home. You suggested that you got to give him a shot. You can't cheat on it. You, you suggested that I position the new bike in the middle of the others to try to conceal it, which we determined is not unfair. He, you can't cover it with a sheet or anything, but put it in your lineup, right? Yep. You can't hide it. Right. Uh, well, to let you know how that panned out, when we rolled into the garage from the airport, my wife looked to the right and said, whose bike is that? That story does, however, have a happy ending. In that ruling request, I had mentioned that we had moved to Georgia and explained how much we missed Minnesota and your show, Garage Logic. When you had made your ruling, a friend of mine up in Long Prairie, Minnesota, was listing. He started doing the math as you were reading the request and figured out it may have been it may have been me down here in Georgia. He sent me a text asking if I had made a request for a forty eight hour ruling on your show about adding the additional bike. He advised me it went on the air, so I went into your show's archives and played it. This was before my wife had returned from her trip, so I mentioned as soon as I was busted that you had ruled that the 48 hours started when she got home, and I thought it was sad that I didn't even make it 30 seconds. I played (laughs) her back your ruling from your show archives, and she almost teared up listening to it, and I was completely forgiven for adding the additional bike. That bike still resides in the garage today, so thank you for that. In other words... The art of distraction. She appreciated... That he was going by the rule book, the 48-hour right. rule book. As every woman should. Because right there in public, she learned that he was not trying to deceive her. And the so truth. like the good garage gal she is, the truth. she said, all is forgiven. <laughs> right. That's now, how it's supposed to play out, now, fellas. Today's request, unfortunately, did not add to my cylinder index. It's for a mountain bike. I purchased the bike on Friday. They had to set it up for my height and weight, so I picked it up Monday and started the timer when she returned from work. I took your advice from the ruling on the motorcycle and strategically hung this bike between others. I even poked the bear a bit and took it out for a ride in the evening when the wife was home. This morning, I'm bragging it up to my colleagues at work that if I make it until tonight at dinner time, I have made the required 48 hours. Within 30 minutes of that, I got a text that read, 48-hour rule, I assume? Well, she didn't mention the bike, so... I wanted to draw her out a bit. I texted her asking, what did you see? Yeah, she you texted about? back, what do you think I saw? Ooh. I went for broke at this point and replied, those LED turn signals have been on the electric glide for over two months. The woman then replied, no, I'm talking about this receipt for over $3,000 that I assume goes with this bike. 
she included a picture of the bike. Oh, oh yeah. Thinking I'm completely busted, I wanted to go for a reach. From the date on the receipt, my wife thinks this bike has been hanging on the rack since last Friday. The receipt apparently fell out of my T-shirt drawer at 3 this morning when I was working my way to the master bath in total <laughs> darkness to get ready for work. Dumb place to store the receipt yeah, for the 48-hour period. She doesn't seem angry. Can I get a ruling on this one, please? Thank you for your time. Hail the flashlight king. I'm, I'm not following his uh, time lapse on this one. He bought the bike Friday, right? Yep. And he needed to make it. Why did he? Why did he need to make it till tonight? She she was home. Yeah, you're right. That would he made it. I'm giving you my ruling. Yeah, he did, but she found she still found the receipt. That's that's. And when did he? When did she find oh, the receipt? Okay, she found the receipt, so he can't use that thing's been here forever. Right there, yeah, that yeah. Thing's he, been he here got since busted the eleventh. He he <laughs> made it. Yeah. He he succeeded in in surviving the forty eight hour requirement. But he can't get away with it because she found the receipt. Well, what right. a dummy. Why did he keep the receipt? Uh, yeah. You gotta write it off, probably. You gotta have a place to put the receipt. Right. You know. Gotta put it in the receipt drawer. Next to the stash. Next to my it. folder that says ads. <laughs> I'm putting the receipt in my ads file. <laughs> I forgot my ads. And it's underlined. Yeah. Ads. Uh, Garage Logic will be back. This is where they are. Shortly. <laughs> but now, thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. Well, we are looking at another up-and-down day in the market. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has been struggling throughout much of today's trading session, going from small gains to small losses. Right now, the index is down 13 points. The NASDAQ Composite is ahead a steady 63 points, and the S&P 500 is up 7. CVS Health will make prescription deliveries nationwide. The nation's second-largest drugstore chain said it also will deliver other products like allergy medicines, vitamins, and household items. The service will cost $5 for deliveries made in one or two days. CBS Health has more than 9,000 retail locations nationwide, including pharmacies inside of Target stores. AT&T and Verizon and Sprint are all pledging to stop selling to intermediaries data that can pinpoint the locations of phones. The carriers are stepping back, back from a business practice that has drawn criticism for endangering privacy. The data had allowed outsiders to track wireless devices without the owner's knowledge or consent. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, Brucey, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Hey, welcome back. Uh, are you out of, on parole or what? Oh, no, I'm free for a while now. Okay. You don't have to check in with you guys? No. That's for another week six anyway. Frank Miller, was, uh, he was okay in your absence. Oh, good to hear. Good to hear. All right, 1500 ESPN is taking Garage Logic on the road Friday, MSRA. We will be broadcasting from 1 to 3 p.m. at O'Gara's, right at, live at the Minnesota State Fair. So stop by for a bite to eat and... Boy, the scenery is going to be perfect, and the smell, wonderful with all that exhaust. All right, so check it out. 1500 ESPN's bringing garage. Commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. John, as is our custom. Jim? 
schedule. Um, he bought the bike on Friday, but he didn't bring it home until Monday evening. That's only 48 hours. Oh, okay. He then he, he, it up for he, him. Yeah, he got busted then right away. Okay, thank yep, you. He got busted. All right. Clear. <laughs> What's that, uh, Matt? Yep. Matt? Oh, yeah, Okay. No. It doesn't count until he gets it home. No, doesn't count. You're right. He's he's busted. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. A few clouds and 78 degrees. This update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Proud sponsor of the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN, hosted by Mr. Reavers on Thursday nights. You know what the World Cup is doing to beer? Ah. They're running out of beer in Russia. I what? Have that story. I'll give you this. Oh, you have this story, John? I have All it. Right. Yep. 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 Uh, right, uh, right there. Yep. Right there. Yep. Yep. Drinking a lot of yep. beer over there. You're talking about the fizz, right? I don't know what I'm talking oh. about. <laughs> Is that a new nickname? What's up, fizz? What do you mean the fizz? The fizz. That's the problem with the beer. Why they might run out. No? That's not the story you have? Like the carbonation? Yes. Carbon dioxide. Okay. They're having a problem in Northern Europe. No? Is that what you got, Joe? Uh, this just says they're running low because of the demand. Oh. I'm okay. Fish. Well, then you have a different story than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the twins. You're running low. It looks like you're running low on fizz over there. The twins. Oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, a CO2 shortage in yes. the UK is threatening beer supply as well as other carbonated beverages. Okay. That's, that's what I have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> twins and. You know. Uh, <laughs> twins in Boston again tonight at Target Field. Lance Lynn will pitch for the Twins. David Price goes for Boston. I don't know if you saw this, but Phil uh, apologized today. Phil Mickelson. For Fizz? He apologized four days after intentionally violating golf rules by hitting a moving ball on the green at the U.S. Open. What did he say? Well, a statement released by his representatives. He admits he should have apologized sooner. He said, my anger and frustration got the best of me last weekend. I'm embarrassed and disappointed by my actions. It was clearly not my finest moment, and I'm sorry. Well, that's a real apology. Yeah. Mickelson. Could, he, could he have, I'm sorry to interrupt, could he have future... Why are you sorry now? You interrupt yeah, 24 yeah. times well, a Because I want to get the thought while it's in my head. Yeah. Uh, would there be future penalties for him? No. It's, it's, it's over done. and done. Okay. Uh, if but you, could he have long-term sponsorship ramifications? No, I don't think so at all. Okay. Uh, if you missed it, he was struggling in the third round. He hit the 13th green. His putt slid past the hole, was headed down and probably off the green when he trotted on over toward the ball, hit it back while it was still rolling. Uh, he then two-putted, was assessed a two-shot penalty for a 10 on the hole, was allowed to complete the round shooting in 81. I've never given myself that penalty while playing golf, but I've I have done, stopped the ball. I don't think I've ever stopped the ball. Oh. Well, I might have. Yeah. Who knows? News notes from today. President Trump has, in the last 10 minutes, signed that executive order that stops the separation of families at the border. He signed the order in the Oval Office with Vice President Donald Donald Trump. That's not really the vice president. That'd be Mike Pence, actually, the vice president. And DHS Secretary Christian Nielsen on hand. The signing happened quickly. There's actually no word yet and no copy of what actually is in the order. During the signing, the president also said Congress still working toward making a law that applies to immigration, along with other areas of immigration law. The president, of course, appears later on in Duluth today. Michael, I've got the uh, I've got the rules for attendance at his uh, ah, mm-hmm. appearance tonight coming up. Okay. Oh, we've got uh, uh, guidelines. I can tell you how to be you know what you have to do. Got it. Apparently, they misspelled the word separation on the executive order, though. Why? It's being tweeted. Yeah, it's being tweeted all. I know it's S C P E R because I've done that ten times on copy in the last three days. Yeah. 
It's S-E-P-A-R. It mm-hmm. should be. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cohen, President Trump's longtime confidant and former personal attorney, has resigned from his post as deputy finance chair of the Republican National Committee's Finance Committee. In the resignation letter to Rona McDaniel, the RNC chair, Cohen cited the ongoing special counsel investigation as one reason for the departure. He wrote, this important role requires the full-time attention and dedication of each member, given the ongoing Mueller and SDNY investigations. That simply is impossible for me to do. Cohen also criticizing the administration's policy on separating children from their parents at the southern border. First time he's distanced himself from President Trump. He said, as the son of a Polish Holocaust survivor, the images and sounds of the family separation policy is heart-wrenching. Cohen on Tuesday hired New York lawyer Guy Petrio to represent him in that federal investigation into his business dealings. Even the super lawyers have super, super lawyers. Yep. Mm Uh, meanwhile, longtime Republican strategist Steve Schmidt, who served as a top aide in the administration of George W. Bush, announced early today he's leaving the Republican Party, which he now decries as, quote, fully the party of Trump and a danger to our democracy and values. In early morning tweets, Schmidt, a vocal Trump quit- a critic, urged voters to elect Democrats in the 2018 midterm elections and harshly criticized the administration's policies. Schmidt served as a top aide in George W. Bush's administration. A Minneapolis mail carrier was attacked by a dog last week while on a route, according to Christy Anderson, the strategic communication specialist with the U.S. Postal Service. Is that a story? Man bites dog is a story. Dog bites man is not a story. Mm-hmm. Is that where are we have a loose uh, bulldog deal? Well, here? I think they, they released it as a story. The Postal Service released a press release because they want folks to tie up the dogs. I, see. I think basically. Was it a... Um, Postal carrier that we might be aware of. Uh, no, I, I don't believe so. Was he wearing I, a mirrored hat. I think we probably would have heard about it if it were that particular <laughs> postal carrier. Uh, the mail carrier approached the mailbox attached to the house when a large dog pushed through a window screen Ooh. and attacked the carrier. Cujo. The carrier had protective equipment, but because the attack happened quickly, he was unable to use it. The carrier was treated and released. Because of the attack, mail will no longer be delivered at that house. However... Huh. Anderson said the customer can get a box at the post office. Uh, if you're wondering, in 2017, there were 27 attacks by dogs on mail carriers in Minneapolis. I didn't know it was a, that pressing of a problem. We were uh, There was a list, along with this story, of all the major cities. Uh, Minneapolis, far down on the list, 19th or something. There's like a that. mail carrier in St. Paul who was routinely attacked by a turkey on Lexington <laughs> Avenue. Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension has issued a missing person alert for a 38-year-old savage man who was last seen on Saturday. Nadim Ramji was last seen in Pine County, and authorities are concerned about his welfare, they said, because of recent events. Ramji, described as five foot six, 260 pounds, dark brown hair and hazel eyes, driving a 2017 gray Honda Civic, Minnesota license plate AKH847, or a 2015 black Honda Civic with 205TVJ. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Savage Police Department or the Pine County Sheriff's Office. Update on a story uh, you had uh, last week, Joe. The developer of a school shooting video game condemned by parents has lost the ability to sell its products online after being dumped by PayPal. Acid Software said that purchases of Active Shooter were temporarily disabled as its representatives tried to resolve the issues with PayPal. Acid's postings on Twitter and online bulletin board included the hashtags, Quit Censoring Us, We Will Be Back, and Freedom of Expression. PayPal confirmed it closed the account. 
Active shooter is branded as a SWAT simula- uh, simulator. Excuse me, that lets players choose between being an active shooter terrorizing a school or the SWAT team responding to the shooting. To, to make that kind of a statement, though, that's that's a pretty big slap in the face to the rest of society, don't you think? Yeah, I think that's what which Joe- statement. Well, the one about how well this we won't let this stand in our way. I, I, but I think you should just shut down the operation. Well, I thought for a the initial here. story had them uh, disbanding the, the creation of the game. No, no, mm-hmm. they they had, had never done that. All for Pete's no. sake. They wanted to you can make it. that game, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, and the story you were talking about, Joe, British trade group says there's a shortage of carbon dioxide in Northern Europe, sparking fears that drinks may lack fizz. For soccer fans, as they fill pubs Gotta for the World fizz. Cup. Gotta have yeah, the fizz. fizz. Gavin Partington. Direct- What's fizz? Does beer require CO2? Oh, heavens yes. Oh. Garvin Partington, director general of the British Soft Drinks Association, says the shortage is due to the closure of several production sites for various reasons, including seasonal maintenance. In fact, Joe, do you ever purchase beer in a growler? Like if you've bought one at a taproom or whatever? I, I, when I've been with you guys, I have. Okay, so if you buy a growler... And if you don't open it within a certain amount of time, the fizz is gone. Oh, no. So if you don't, I think it's like maybe a week or so. Oh, I can't boy. remember the exact time, but you ain't going to get in any fizz. But a can of Miller Lite, you could, that, that fizz lasts about 30 years, doesn't sure. it? Sure. <laughs> and that's what B.B. White's saying about the fizz is gone, right? No, the thrill. Thrill. B.B. White, huh? B.B. White. B.B. White saying about that. Did he? Did he? B.B. White. B.B. Dixon. Why are you the, falling into this uh, terrible, terrible uh, pun situation? Uh, those aren't allowed. Yeah, what puns is his aren't name? funny. B.B. King. B.B. King. King. Yeah. Very good. You're thinking of Betty White. <laughs> thinking of Charlotte's Web. <laughs> uh, the shortage comes just as the World Cup is getting underway in Russia, driving up demand for beer and soft drinks. British Beer and Pub Association has predicted England fans will drink an extra 14 million pints. <laughs> <laughs> During the group stages of the tournament, when is uh, the final of this thing? July something. Oh, oh yeah, okay. there's still this is called the. Well, uh, how can they already be in trouble? Did they not anticipate this? Apparently not. Wow. They also are having problem with meat. Uh, meat producers say uh, they might uh, not have enough meat to go around. Not enough they, sausage. Exactly. Well, right? it just started. <laughs> Dave Dahl's coming. In. Yep. Commencing Garage Logic Segment number nine. I'm a move. Here's Dave Dahl. We're inching upward. We're at 78. Should hit that high around 80 or 81 later on this afternoon. 64 for the low tonight. Some scattered light sprinkles, light showers in the southwestern parts of the metro and southwestward from there, uh, covering much of southwestern Minnesota. Tomorrow, though, partly sunny and warm, up to 81 for the high. 80 on Friday. It uh, looks pretty dry at this point. There could be some showers that develop after midnight tomorrow night, but they're not going to last very long. So uh, turning partly sunny again Friday and 80. Low 80s over the weekend and dry Saturday, Sunday. Monday warms up to 85. We're going to be in the mid to upper 80s through the middle of the week. Could touch close to 90 again by the end of next week. So it's definitely going to heat up. Again, today, Joe, going for a high of about 81. Right now we're at 78. And I have the records for the day. June 20. 98 on this date. 98. 1933 again. 1933. And then 41. 41. 1992. 1992. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. You know, uh, presidential visits to Minnesota are not that uh, rare. We get them every once in a while, don't we? Uh, Warren Harding. Uh, Every president since at least Calvin Coolidge has made a stop in Minnesota at some point during their presidency. Okay. 
Warren Very Harding good. appeared at the state fair as a candidate in 1920, and William McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, William Taft, and Woodrow Wilson all made visits. Uh, they really liked the fair, too. They all, a lot yeah. of them went to the, the fair. The gathering place. Yeah. Sure. Uh, JFK was here a couple times. Okay. He was in Duluth two months before he was assassinated. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Ruther, Rutherford, B. Rutherford B. Hayes uh, was here in 1878. He went to the fairgrounds. Okay. And made a, uh, spoke to a large crowd at the grandstand. And then he had breakfast at the Metropolitan Hotel. He did. Mm-hmm. He was president, what? Um, he, gave a, he gave a speech about the reduction of the national debt. You, boy, you sure don't hear presidents talking about that anymore, do you? No. He uh, was succeeded by Garfield. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the most memorable presidential moment in Minnesota did not technically take place during a presidential visit at all. Though Theodore Roosevelt would return to Minnesota while in the White House, he was vice president when he appeared at the Minnesota State Fair on September 2, 1901. Okay. And uh, the speech was notable for several reasons. To begin with, it came to... Just days before events thrust Roosevelt into the nation's highest office, President William McKinley was shot in Buffalo on September 6 hmm. and died September 14. Yet the speech is best remembered for a phrase that became associated with Roosevelt and the policies he advocated at home and abroad. Do you remember what that phrase would be? Walk softly and carry a big stick. Speak softly and carry a big stick, he told the state fair crowd. Franklin Roosevelt was in Rochester on Aug 8. 1934, to honor William and Charlie Mayo. Uh, JFK was in the Twin Cities October 1962, just weeks before the Cuban Missile Crisis. And then he was back addressing delegates to the Northern Great Lakes Region Land and People Conference in Duluth on September 24, 1963. Ask not what Superior can do for you. Uh, George uh, W. was here uh, following the bridge disaster on Aug 1, 2007. Mm -hmm. And Obama made several visits to Minnesota. Uh, His most famous trip uh, was while campaigning for office. Uh, So so now you're going to see Trump today in Duluth. There's some things you need to know. Okay, guidelines for if you go to um, the rally. He only intends to speak for an hour. But if you're planning to attend, I guess you you should have been prepared to spend the afternoon and evening filled with long lines and tight security. Yeah. Think I, it was like that when these guys showed up at the fair? No. I told you this before. I remember watching Ike Eisenhower in a black Cadillac limousine go down Summit Avenue. Just zoom by? I think it had to be while he was president. I don't mm. know. Harbor Drive, which wraps around the Duluth, uh, the deck, D-E-C-C. What's that stand for? Duluth Entertainment and, and Convention, Convention Center. Center. Uh, that the Harbor Drive will close at three thirty. So uh, coming up now, the aerial lift bridge will remain in its down position from four to eight p.m. The Minnesota Slip Bridge from noon to eight, forcing boats to stay out. Parking is available for five bucks at the Duluth Entertainment Convention Center and Bayfront Festival Park, but both lots are likely to fill up. So guests may need to seek other ramps downtown and take the skywalk. Hmm. I wonder if there's a um, a buzz, a bustling. The doors will open at 3.30 with no early entry allowed. Attendees are required to line up at the third floor Skywalk entrance, which runs through the deck parking ramp. The Trump campaign is requiring attendees to obtain free mobile tickets in advance through DonaldJTrump.com. 
However, the venue could fill up and tickets did not ensure entry. Okay. Uh, seating is first come, first serve with Ooh. no reserve seating. So line up early if really? you want a good view. Not yeah. even a VIP section. Apparently not. Huh. Now, Kelly, who called us, said she was on her way to Duluth, I, I, I presume, for this event. My guess would be she's pretty politically connected. Now, here's what you can't bring. Oh, yeah. What's, what's contraband? Well, you can't bring in any aerosols. In case you want that, to do your like hair? a woman can't have a can of hairspray in her purse, yeah. I guess. Right? You got to leave the uh, ammunition. Aquanet. You can't bring in ammunition. Obviously, that's that goes without saying. I'm in favor of that. Yep. You can't bring animals other than service or guide animals. Okay. Or maybe you can bring the you know the goat. I don't know. Oh, maybe or if you're you know maybe blind, you got to bring the CNI dog. Backpacks or other large bags? Nope. No bicycles? Nope. Really? No balloons? No coolers, drones, and other unmanned aircraft systems. No explosives. Obviously. No firearms. Yep. Glass, thermal, metal containers. No laser pointers. No mace or pepper spray. No packages. No selfie sticks. No signage structures. Support <laughs> for signs and placards. Toy guns. Weapons of any kind or any other item that could be deemed a safety hazard. Hmm. Attendees will go... will. All will go through U.S. Secret Service screening, which can move slowly. IDs are not required. What? What now? Attendees will go through U.S. Secret Service screening, which can move slowly. IDs are not required. Wouldn't well, that? Wouldn't, maybe because they're they're doing such a thorough screening process to make sure you don't have any um, uh, contraband uh, that they feel confident enough that if you don't have your, that's weird. Remember how much at the White House we were? We had to show security two or three different times. This isn't the White House, but the deck concession stands will be open, but no alcohol would be served. Ah, I think they should serve alcohol. It'd be fun to see everybody just get hammered <laughs> and see what happens. And figure, and figure it out. Just huh? see what happens. Yeah, let's everybody get completely hammered. And uh, don't let them out of the building until you get some answers. And give a couple of beers to that forward coalition that's so uptight that, that President Trump is here. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Uncle Louie's Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Uncle Louie. I'm going to go to... What a I'm going to make it a point to go to Uncle Louie's next time. What a pompous word I can't say for that Bayou guy. God yeah. almighty. Oh, it's interesting to see who they align themselves with. You think the people at Uncle Louie's Cafe give a hoot about politics? They give a hoot about making money. Business. Well, you know what I'm going to do today? I, I get you have to ceremoniously mark it off. I, I'm I'm I get five Wednesdays of summer when I leave at three, and this is one of them. That should leave me two, two to go, two to go. We will have an announcement. We already kind of started on the third when you left no. the last segment. We have a dot. A dot. So number three is no. going to look like an exclamation no, point. this is number three. Yes, yes, yes it is. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. All right, the executive order was signed, no more separation of families at the border. And I uh, guess the president is on his way to Duluth, might be landing uh, shortly. Maybe not, maybe it's later this afternoon, but uh, the lines are already forming at the Duluth Entertainment and Convention Center. 
Sports is coming up next. Twins tonight. I don't even know who's Hurley. Who's Hurley? You uh, have David Price. That's a formidable opponent. Uh, against Lance Lynn for the locals. All you need is Lance Lynn to break out big time. Yeah, he's been pretty good of late, too, after struggling mightily in April. And Eddie just keep hitting doubles. Two more last night. Mm-hmm. Word. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, 77 degrees. Lovely, lovely weather ahead. And uh, tomorrow's the 21st. Yikes.